Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana stretched its shutout streak to new heights while Montana State buckled down defensively and rode its stud running back to a road victory. Hello, this is Coulter Nuanez. The University of Montana entered Saturday's homecoming game against Cal Poly with a streak of 115 minutes without allowing a point, and the Grizz stretched that shutout streak to 165 minutes without a single point before the Mustangs finally got on the board. The Grizz scored in a variety of ways as senior defensive end Justin Belknap took an interception 24 yards for a score. Malik Flowers took a kickoff 95 yards for his fourth kick return touchdown of his career, and Missoula Big Sky product Levi Janicaro blocked a punt that he then landed on in the south end zone for his first touchdown as a Grizzly as Montana blitzed Cal Poly 39-7 to open Big Sky Conference play. Montana State went on the road for the first Big Sky game of the Brett Vegan era. After struggling offensively for two and a half quarters, the Bobcats kept feeding the ball to their standout running back Isaiah Fonse while the MSU defense locked in. Fonse ended the game with 30 carries, the most by a Bobcat since 2012, and piled up 217 yards on the ground plus a touchdown to help boost the Bobcats to a 30-17 win at Portland State. The Bobcat defense forced a pair of turnovers and pitched a fourth quarter shutout as MSU moved to 3-1. The Grizz play at number 6 Eastern Washington and the Bobcats host Northern Colorado this week. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Some people complain about Mondays, 
But Mondays are one of the greatest days in the world, especially around here. Welcome back in to Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports, particularly on Mondays, but each and every weekday right here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, they got the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. No matter what brand, what type of truck you're looking for, go on down to Northwest Motorsport, the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. Missed a thing the first hour of the show, fun first hour. Montana rolled to a homecoming victory. Montana State rolled to a road win at Portland State. Rally Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, was in studio with me to recap it all. You can find all of today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. If you've been paying attention, that's why we love Mondays, because we got our main guy, Marty Morningwig, in here. It's our Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, and it's presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's got their summer clearance sale going on. Summer may be setting. But savings are on the rise. Head on down to 4800 Grand Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. Coach, you're looking good, man. You're moving around, got a little haircut. You're looking all spry. Looking good, man. Mario Morningwake in studio with us. How you doing, man? Coulter, let's turn it up. I got a new do. You do got a new do. Looking good. Well, it feels good. You know, I I spent uh, quite a little while nursing a little injury or a little surgery, I should say and was unable to keep myself clean. So a nice shower, shave, haircut, little smelling sauce does wonders, doesn't it? Absolutely, it does. Before we get into all things NFL, which will be our primary talking point here on the Monday Afternoon Quarterback, a couple things. First of all, 888 that's 406-888-1029. You want to be involved in this show? You want comments, questions, feedback? You want to ask Coach Marty something? Shoot us a text at that number. It's easy. I got the text rolling in right now. You guys are already obeying orders very nicely. Uh, A couple of things to get to. One, if the Grizz win on Saturday night in Cheney, showdown on the red, the Inferno against number six, Eastern Washington, the text says the Missoulian headline should be Dead Red Redemption. Well, I run Skyline Sports, so I might steal that one. But either way, that might be a headline on on Sunday morning, uh, regardless of where you're reading your news. Another text, the Grizz gave up 300-plus yards passing in three quarters. The Grizz run defense is stout. There's no denying that. But what happens when they meet a legit passing attack? And the third question, has the Grizz ever won on the red turf at Eastern Washington? I'll research that one for you. But this is actually good because I want to get into this a little bit, Coach. I think observers of football, it's hard to understand all of the elements of the game. But when you watch Montana defensively, what they do schematically, they're running, I mean, I, I've counted as, as many as 11 different fronts that they're running. They bring pressure from everywhere. They blitz their nickel. They blitz their safety. They blitz their corner. They, they blitz the backside corner sometimes. They bring pressure from everywhere. The thing that makes this Grizz defense so special to me, though, is that they can bring that kind of type of pressure, and they have really no vulnerability. I mean, you as an offensive coordinator, you would say, what, what are you going to run what, what play are you going to call if, if a team's bringing tons of heat all over the place? Well, here's what I've seen. They are quick, and they are fast, and then they're physical. I mean, and, and, then, and then you top that with the talent. I think there's some really highly skilled players on the defensive side of the Grizz. So, and then they're really well coached. In they fact, are. I was watching last game. You better be well-schooled. 
at the quarterback position, if you're going to have success against Montana's defense because they are running, like you just mentioned, fire zones yep. and or yep. overloads with man technique, and they're dropping defensive linemen and underneath shallow cross type of routes. They got a pick the other day on that. Yep. And so it's not particularly complicated no. for Montana. Right. But they make it extremely complicated on their opponent's quarterback. And so many teams that run these high-pressure systems, they sacrifice getting a ton of negative plays, 10, 15 tackles for loss in a game, for then accepting they're going to give up some big plays. That's the biggest difference, though. Cal Poly dialed up at least four different versions of, like, the inside tunnel screen. That's a touchdown all day. Bo Baldwin, Cal Poly's head coach, he said, man, you draw that up on a napkin in a bar and you know it's a touchdown, but it's not a touchdown when the nickel for the Grizz is 6'3", 215 pounds. He fights off a block. The corners are some of the best tackling corners in the country. That's, to me, what the biggest difference is, is they don't need to set the edge, so to speak, because everybody can set the edge. They don't need to do any sort of run fit because everybody can make one-on-one plays in space. So it sort of defies conventional wisdom. They almost have no weakness, even though they are taking a ton of risks. All right. It looks to me like they're so well coached. They know where their weaknesses are for a particular blitz or fire zone or rush to cover. And then if the team hits the weakness, Man, do they get fast to the point, and they minimize the gain of it. I've just been so impressed with the Grizzly defense. I'll tell you what, who showed up to me just a little bit last week was number five, Graves. Yep, they've Eureka, got, Montana, baby. That's right. They've got some really good safeties. Yep. He's an ex-quarterback that went uh, to, to safety, what, about a year ago yep. or so. Yep. And he's showing up. All those safeties are very, very good, starting with Bobby's son. No questions. The Monday afternoon quarterback, Marty Morningweg, in-house with us here on Nuanas Now. To answer the question, thanks to Andrew for doing a little research for us. Andrew's doing a great job for us here back in the back. Uh, the Red Turf went in at Eastern Washington 2010. The Grizz 0-5 at Roos Field since the installation of the Inferno, including a playoff loss in 2014. So a big game as Montana heads to Cheney uh, this week. Though to, to follow, Just to finish this point too, Coach, with the Grizz giving up 300 yards passing on Saturday, it comes with a huge caveat. They gave up zero yards rushing. <laughs> That's that, one or the other. But also, I heard all this narrative coming out of the stadium. And this is a testament to the passion of Grizz fans. But 39-7 to in a conference game, you just whooped that other team's butt. Okay? But first of all, sometimes stats are completely deceiving. Montana scored a pair of defensive touchdowns, a special teams touchdown, and uh, two special teams touchdowns, a kick return, and a blocked punt. Of course, the other team outgained you. You scored 28 of your points when you didn't even have the ball. Like you said, Coulter, about the only thing they could do is throw the little tunnel screen. I call it a speed screen or a receiver quick screen. Sure, That's the sure. only thing they could do. Right. And then the Grizz did a hell of a job rallying to it. I'll tell you what, if I'm right, the only defensive touchdown they've given up was a first drive at UW. And since then, it's been a complete shutout. As they far as they, they gave up a fourth quarter one with the threes in, basically, on Saturday. So yes. 165 yeah, yeah, yeah. consecutive minutes without a point, though. I mean, that is amazing in today's college game. Yeah, that's ridiculously good. What an environment and what an opportunity and challenge the Grizz have 
going to the red turf. That's going to be an interesting game. Many eyes will be watching it because great defense against a passing type of offense. Who typically wins that? Well, I go back when I was a kid and Stanford would beat Oklahoma on occasion just because Stanford could throw the ball. They weren't as good as Oklahoma, but they had never seen it. Well, the Grizz have seen good passing attacks, and I expect the Grizz go in there and beat them up like a redheaded stepchild. That's what I'm expecting. Uh, I could get surprised. This quarterback's very, very good at Eastern Washington. Very, very good. Yeah. He is very, very good, to be sure. Uh I'm going to wait to give you my analysis of what I think is going to happen, but I don't think that Coach Marty's too far off. I think that Bobby Houck has these guys playing at an unbelievably physical level. I think that throw the yards and all that stuff away. When you are putting pressure on the quarterback on every single drop back and you can get to the quarterback like they can from so many angles, you're getting all these negative plays. It's just really fun to watch, and I think that if you're a defensive guy, you have a defensive mindset, uh, not much more fun to watch uh, when it comes to what the Grizz are doing defensively. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg in studio here with me, Coulter Nuanez on Nuanez now. Before we get in the NFL, Carroll College, another tough one. I know your your boys playing there at Carroll, and, uh, man, these these games against these Oregon schools are are kind of tough right now for for Carroll College. That was a devastating one. I'll tell you what, they were up, I believe, 27-7 with 13 or 14 minutes left and ended up losing the ballgame. So so here's what will happen. You will see leadership come out of the players here. You will be able to tell quickly who your, your leaders are, who the tough, tough, players are because they got to get that fixed to get back in this thing otherwise it's going to be a lost season you can tell an awful lot when you're one and what three or four even i mean so this next game is going to be be critical for care college go saints get it turned around we're going to get into the Sunday night game because, man, the NFL is just winning all day, every day. These primetime games, the ones that have the most eyes on them, have been just unbelievable. Every single one so far this year has been an all-time classic. But before that, the most exciting day game was between the Los Angeles football Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers hang on for a huge win, push the Chiefs to 1-2. and two. But I know you're a guy that's very close with Andy Reid, and uh, yeah. you worked with him a lot. He had to go to the hospital after the game, so uh, no, no need to reveal anything private. But is Coach Reid doing okay? Did you have any correspondence with him? Yes, we text. It was either late last night or early this morning. He's fine, I suspect. Just the heat, right? I mean, well, just got the hydrated. I think it was a little more than that, but nothing that is out of the ordinary for 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 a man that has just a touch of age. But he's going to be fine. I'm sure that uh, nothing holds him back. By the way, that's the only concerning part, <laughs> right? But but uh, you coaches I, all have that in common. Yeah, I, I've 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 seen that in up close and personal. But I think he's fine. I suspect he's already back in the office and and will be with the team tomorrow when they can reconvene. I know that a lot of you guys are going to be heading over to Cheney or maybe you're just going to a tailgate somewhere in Montana. A lot of home games for Frontier Conference schools. Bobcats are at home against Northern Colorado as well. I got what you need for your tailgate. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Visit alpinetouch.com to get yourself a Grand Slam pack. Get the all-purpose. That's the go-to no matter what you're grilling on the grill. Grilling season continues long beyond summer and into the fall, particularly if you're a college football fan. You want some Alpine Touch? 
and got some packages for you, give us a call right now. Caller number 2-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. And we got an Alpine Touch gift bag for you, courtesy of Alpine Touch Montana Special Spice. Go visit alpinetouch.com. All right, let's talk about this game last night, Coach. The San Francisco 49ers, I thought, managed the game beautifully. I love what they do offensively. I think it's so sweet. Anybody that says that tight ends and fullbacks are dead, nah, they're doing it in a modern fashion. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been under a lot of heat the last couple of years, can he do it? Can he get this team over the top? Can they be a true Super Bowl contender with him? Looks like he has one of the great drives of his career. Nope. 37 seconds is too many seconds when Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback on the other side. Green Bay... A unbelievable drive to set up the game-winning field goal, and uh, they walk away with a uh, one-point win. What would you think of last night's game? Well, how exciting is that? You've got a young quarterback trying to get to the spot that Aaron Rodgers has been and still is to some extent except the first ball game of the year, and he did put together a great drive. But then all of a sudden I look, and there's – no timeouts for Green Bay, but there's enough for several plays if they do it right. There's enough for two two long throws down the middle and, and be able to go up and clock it. And and uh, I thought there was a, a good chance that Aaron Rodgers would be able to get that done with, with even with a little amount of time. This game has really changed that way, hasn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, you've got great receivers, great quarterbacks. Well, I'll tell you another one. Baltimore did the same thing. Sure. I believe it was fourth and 19. Yep. And they hit one and then went ahead and uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Justin Tucker here pretty quick as well. Oh, buddy. Justin Tucker, what a leg. I want to ask you this, though, when it comes to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. There's so much talk about quarterbacks seeing the field, getting through their reads, being able to avoid pressure, expanding the pocket, all that. There is no less than 10 times last night where Aaron Rodgers is staring at number 17 before the ball's even snapped. But he's, his arm talent is so ridiculous that he throws the ball to a spot that the DB can't get to and only Devonta Adams can get to. I mean, he was staring down Devonta Adams and then just throwing him open. Is that anything but just a product of pure talent? Well, it sure is. Now, a quarterback can do that versus bump and run. Some people call it press. Sure. Where the defender is not looking at the quarterback and he's throwing the ball away from the defender and outside from any help that could be coming. So Aaron Rodgers now, we talked about this after week one. Aaron Rodgers knows how to play the game. Oh, buddy. And when we talked about this, I believe, when all the drama was going on in the offseason, sure. it would have been crazy for Green Bay to have Aaron Rodgers move on. The man knows how to play the game. So if he's looking left and throws left, there's a reason for that. Now, if he would have like he does in many cases, look left and ended up throwing right, then it becomes a natural look off, you see. So he's got that whole game down. I wouldn't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Even after week one, we talked about it. People were thinking, oh, the offseason drama, the Packers are done, and now they're 2-1 and one and leading their division. What makes Aaron Rodgers so special? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's like the same with all quarterbacks. He's highly talented, first of all. Sure. He throws the football accuracy. His decision-making, uh, with few exceptions. It, it, it's perhaps the best decision-making in the history of the NFL, right? Well, with very few exceptions. I mean, it's not like he hasn't had a bad game. But sure. there are very few and far between. He plays at a high level on a consistent basis. His timing is there. You, uh, now... 
His body language isn't quite there. That's what drives some people crazy, but that's part of him and every quarterback I've ever coached. I just make sure that you're being yourself and let your personality show a little bit. I wish he'd let his natural personality show a little bit. Uh, so, and then he's put in years and years and years of hard work and preparation. That's the part that I'm so perplexed by. It's Nuanas now. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway joining us here in studio, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine, they've been locally owned and operated, family owned for more than 50 years. They have over 75 RV and boat brands. So stop on by 4800 Grant Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. One thing that drives me crazy about professional sports right now is that once you reach a certain level of stardom, Guys are, are dealing with their own, their, their selves, their livelihood, their person as a brand. Yeah. They treat themselves like a corporation. Like Russell Wilson is a corporation at this point. Tom Brady is a corporation at this point. Yeah. We've seen this new thing like tonight on ESPN. They'll have Monday Night Football on ESPN2. It's Peyton Manning and Eli Manning yeah. sitting there shooting the breeze. Well, I think that, first of all, Peyton Manning is, is second to none when it comes to that kind of stuff because he can be his authentic self. He's also a football genius. And he's entertaining, but also lovable because he's kind of a nerd. And so everybody loves it. But I think that people are going to try to replicate this now, and I don't know if you're going to be able to. And so I wondered the whole offseason if all the Aaron Rodgers drama was just Aaron Rodgers trying to set the table for that move. And I, I'm not here to put a, words in a guy's mouth or anything like that, but I just I worry about guys selling their corporatized selves and making that be a distraction from who they are as football players or athletes in general. That's a heck of a point. I will tell you this, that at any position, but especially the quarterback position, you better concern yourself with getting pulled from the game. That's what got you there. Playing well will, will be what keeps you there. So you better be concerned about that, especially as a young quarterback. It will nick you and nick you and nick you, and then, and then you put the media on top of that, and in some cases you can't recover. No problem with the Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. They know exactly what they must do to prepare for the next game. My concern is it's happening in the college game now, and that bothers me because some of these college players bring that mentality into the NFL and it's a mess unless it do, unless it gets straightened out quickly. Absolutely. It's fascinating to see all of the different levels of distractions that can exist, the way that these guys are influenced from a non-football or sports perspective. Speaking of narratives that can sometimes get in the way, last night, right before halftime, Kyle Shanahan pulls in the young kid from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, puts him in the game. He scores a rushing touchdown. He's now got a couple rushing touchdowns. If you understand the mechanisms of the way that their offense works with the pre-snap motions, the way they use Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle, it seems to me that having a mobile quarterback would be an exceptional advantage for that offense. That said, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than a lot of the pundits do. I think Garoppolo is pretty darn good. But in your estimation, when you were more than 25 years in the NFL, when you have a, a quarterback who's a solid veteran guy like Garoppolo, but then you have this young kid on the come up, what's that dynamic like and how hard is it to sort of hold off the young kid while he continues to learn? Well, here's what I've done 
with the likes of Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson and others. Sure. Especially when they're when they're rookies. You are a quarterback. But for the time being, as you are becoming better and better at playing the quarterback position pre-practice, a little bit during practice, and then especially post-practice, you're going to help the team in other ways, whether it be a Wildcat quarterback, whether it be as, as, a, as a slide and a, and a ghost. That's one thing I thought the Niners can still do more and use them as a decoy, and you saw them do that uh, with the quarterback's uh, sneak to, to use check. But getting back to the quarterback position with the young guy. So then I would utilize him in many different ways in the game. Now there are positives and negatives to that. Sure. The positive is you get a young, talented player, maybe one of your most talented players, on the field for a certain amount of plays. Secondly, your opponent, it nicks at them with their preparation. They have to prepare for exactly. a different style of quarterback, right? And there's many. And that, and that spends a lot of practice time, right? That's right. And then is what it does is indirectly helps your starting quarterback because he may see only three quarters of a normal package during right. a game rather than 100%, and especially on third downs. So then there's some negatives, though, and San Francisco will have to deal with this at some point. Rhythm is real, right? So you have to discuss it, and you have to practice it with a quarterback coming off the field or put him out wide. You have to communicate, not only with just the quarterbacks, with the whole team, so there are no surprises. The second thing is, you get to the end of November through December, into January, down the stretch, into the playoffs, you got a cold, rainy, or snow game, yep. and this young man hadn't played for 45 minutes, and you're down on the plus one. Are you really going to do that? Well, in my mind, it was always yes. I ignored it. It was his responsibility. He knew this. Your communication is key in these situations. You better get by the heater. You better stay warm, and you better take care of the football. So those are just some of the things that you have to deal with. That's why I suspect they've only played him four plays one game, two plays one game. I believe either one or none in another game. I played him a little bit more. I always wanted eight or 12 snaps. And if we ended up with six to 10, I was good with that because it puts so much pressure on your opponent. Keep those, Keep those texts rolling in. This is fun. I love uh, having all you guys interact with the show. 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningwig. In studio with me, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, as well as a former University of Montana quarterback. A text from a listener. You know Rodgers loved putting it to the Niners more than a decade after they passed on him in the draft. I think he's still mad. That's pretty good. For Marty, has he ever been on Marty and McGee? If not, you were born to be. Okay, I'm not even sure what that is, but I, I believe the listener. I, I believe that you were born to be on it. Never heard of it. <laughs> However, I will look it up. And his first comment I think it's probably true. Let me just tell you, with NFL players, all of them have a huge chip on their shoulder. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's a boulder. And if somebody bypassed them in the draft, or if somebody said they couldn't play, it could have been their junior high school coach. It could have been a friend of theirs. They keep that chip on their shoulder, and typically they use it in a positive manner. 
Coach, we got started a little late, and I got a couple things for you. Let's just stick around for a couple more minutes. Oh, absolutely. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. There's a slew of teams that are one and two. Some expected, some that aren't. Who's in trouble, who's not, and how do you not overreact to week three results? All that and more right here, Nuanez Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. in Missoula Sports Center. Montana stretched its shutout streak to new heights while Montana State buckled down defensively and rode its stud running back to a road victory. Hello, this is Coulter Nuanez. The University of Montana entered Saturday's homecoming game against Cal Poly with a streak of 115 minutes without allowing a point, and the Grizz stretched that shutout streak to 165 minutes without a single point before the Mustangs finally got on the board. The Grizz scored in a variety of ways as senior defensive end Justin Belknap took an interception 24 yards for a score. Malik Flowers took a kickoff 95 yards for his fourth kick return touchdown of his career, and Missoula Big Sky product Levi Janicaro blocked a punt that he then landed on in the south end zone for his first touchdown as a Grizzly as Montana blitzed Cal Poly 39-7 to open Big Sky Conference play. Montana State went on the road for the first Big Sky game of the Brett Vegan era. After struggling offensively for two and a half quarters, the Bobcats kept feeding the ball to their standout running back Isaiah Fonse while the MSU defense locked in. Fonse ended the game with 30 carries, the most by a Bobcat since 2012, and piled up 217 yards on the ground plus a touchdown to help boost the Bobcats to a 30-17 win at Portland State. The Bobcat defense forced a pair of turnovers and pitched a fourth quarter shutout as MSU moved to 3-1. The Grizz play at number 6 Eastern Washington and the Bobcats host Northern Colorado this week. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Turn my headphones up. Louder. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas Now rolls on Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. You're listening in on 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Keep those texts coming. A text from our good buddy Bryson down at the uh, Missoula Country Club. He said, hope your knee's healing up from the surgery, but also he's got a question for you. He wants to know what you think of his Los Angeles Rams because he's a big Matt Stafford Cooper Cup guy. And, uh, you know, I will say, we try to remain as unbiased as possible around here. The first time I ever saw Cooper Cup when he was a redshirt freshman at Eastern Washington, I said, that's the dude. I said, I'm, I'm right. Sorry about him every single year, no matter what, because I know that dude's the dude. 
and here he is now. I mean, second in the NFL in touchdowns right now. So what do you think of the Rams so far? Bryson's the best at the MCC. Let me tell you, Cooper Cup is all there is to be as a receiver. I mean, this kid, you should be a GM if you called it that early. Hey. Because I wasn't quite sure. I really liked him. I had to go back to look at him again. Because why? He's from eastern Washington. Sure. You know, I mean, he's not all that big. Nope. And only a certain amount of guys his size play at the highest level. And he sure has. You know why? He's got, well, first of all, he's talented, right? They all have to be talented yep. to some extent. Yep. And then he has, uh, so he's got all the skill ability. Then he has the gut instincts. This he guy does is instinctive and what do you mean what are instincts you know sure i get asked, asked that occasionally they typically do the right thing yep and they do it on a consistent basis for sure and his he has a couple things that are that don't show up in what i like to call the underwear olympics which is the the nfl combine you can run four four all day you can have a 39 inch vertical you can bench press 225 30 times that's all going to help you it's not a disadvantage that's an advantage no matter who you are but his spatial awareness is second to none. It doesn't matter where his route goes. You can't touch him. He stays two steps ahead of you, even if he's not running faster than you. His ability to find the open space is unbelievable. But more than anything, I think the most underrated part about Cooper Cup's ascension to an all-pro level, which make no mistake, he is, yesterday, he finished with 95 yards receiving. If he would have had five more yards, he would have been the third guy in NFL history to start a season with six, six catches, 100 yards and two touchdowns in each of his first three games. The other two, Michael Irvin and Randy Moss. Pretty good uh, company there for Cooper Cup. But more than that, one of the most underrated parts about his ascension is that his grandfather is the NFL Hall of Famer for the New Orleans Saints. His father also played in the NFL. He's got the blueprint. Yes, and that goes a long way. You know, the environment that you grow up in is key for those instincts. You know, the 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 five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kid is down there in the gym or on the football field with his dad daily. You For know, sure. Some of these guys' dads were high school coaches. We've talked about that in the past. I'll tell you what, Cooper Cup, and I'm not comparing. I hate comparing players because they're all different. Sure. Even if they're in the same mold, and these two aren't even in the same mold. The great Jerry Rice mm. played faster than he really was. No question. He caught the ball better in games. Yep. Than he did in practice. Yep. He became a great practice player, by the way. You want players that are better in games than they are in practice. You don't want it the other way around because there's a lot of players that do it the other way around. You want those great game players that become great practice players as their career moves on, and then they become Pro Bowl players year in and year out. Mike Kramer. Longtime coach of the Big Sky Conference was at Eastern Washington, Montana State, Idaho State. He told me when Cup was in college that he thought Cup was the 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 second coming, the reincarnation of Steve Largent. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty darn good. But when when Kramer first told me, that, I was like, man, this guy's good. He's really good. But Steve Largent is one of the greatest receivers in the history of the NFL. I said that's pretty bold praise. But and I'm not saying Cup's there yet either. But I thought that was a pretty applicable uh, comparison. Well, is all Cooper Cup has to do which is difficult in the NFL, is stay reasonably healthy and then he's there. No question. And, and uh, it's a brutal type of game. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to see him for years and years to come. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty is presented in part by Alpine Touch. Alpine Touch is your go-to for tailgating season. Pick up some Alpine Touch, any of your local realty, retailers, or 
head on over to alpinetouch.com and to order up some Alpine Touch. They got barbecue sauce, sunflower seeds, all the stuff that's going to make your Saturdays complete. And uh, be sure to tune in right here for your chance to win some Alpine Touch each and every Monday as well. Coach, uh, you look at the NFL standings, and it was interesting, as we talked about last week, more than half the league started off 1-1. One and one. I think there was only six teams that were 2-0 and oh and six teams that were 0-2. Oh Everybody else, 1-1. One and one. Well, now you had a variety of teams either drop to 1-2 and two or move up to 1-2, and two, whether they were winless or not. And so before we get into the squads that are in that scenario, how big of a difference is it between a 2-1 and one and a 1-2 and two start in the league? Well, this is a 17-game season. So sure. the analytics will be a little bit different. I suspect that there's going to be one or two teams that are one and two that come out of this marathon season, and there's two more spots in the playoffs for teams. So I would expect some different analytics to this whole thing, and your Minnesota Vikings got one. They did. Now the they surprise. They actually look darn good. Yeah, what's that? They look darn good. They look like a football team. They, they shredded. Like they shredded team. Seattle's defense. And I think Seattle's pretty good. But I'm 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 a li- I'm quite surprised at Kansas City being in For this sure. spot. They're one of the teams that I would be highly highly surprised, unless they get decimated by injuries. If they're not in it now, they're in a tough tough division. Uh, Pittsburgh, I'm mildly surprised at them. For sure. New England, even with a rookie quarterback, mildly surprised. Uh, Chicago looks awful. I'm so disappointed in Chicago. Here they go with a talented rookie quarterback. Yep, Justin Fields out of Ohio State. And they gained 47 total yards. Are you Yikes. kidding me? Yikes. That right there, now Matt, Matt Nagy is a, is a personal friend of mine. I kind of uh, got him into the thing. Uh, from the Arena League. Interesting. Tell that story. That's well, it. I did not know that. You know, as you know, I played for the Denver Dynamite. That's I why do I ultimately remember. I got this knee replacement oh, buddy. recently. But uh, he played in the Arena League for, oh, it was six or eight years. He's out of Delaware. We're looking for a camp arm that could be because they reduced the roster sizes that year uh, for training camp in the NFL and Coach Reed comes by my office and says, can we go with three quarterbacks in training camp? I said, well, we're used to, we're so accustomed to four just for drill work. Uh, And uh, I said, you know what we need? Because I did it in San Francisco. We need a camp arm that is a, for that, though, back in that time, the rules were you could do a camp intern coach, right? And he's a coach. So it's a man that you want to be a part of your staff, for training camp and coach, but then once the practice starts, he's throwing drills to DBs, right. receivers, running backs, linebackers, and that's what he did. And then he was so good at what he did, we thought he was very valuable. We ended up hiring him the next year as part of our entry level staff members. And then all of a sudden, he's head coach of the Chicago Bears. But I'm kind of hacked off. Because that's preparation now. Sure. Before you draft a, a young man like that, like we did with Lamar Jackson, totally, you need a playbook right, of what you may very well do with a quarterback like that. And then after you draft him, you expand it just a little bit. And then you practice it in many camps, training camps. So then when, you, when he's forced to play, you're rolling, and it's not a surprise to any of the other players. And it looked like that they didn't do that, and that hacks me off. 
It was it was perplexing to be sure because they have not been very good offensively the last couple of years, and they looked significantly worse after making the move to Justin Fields. So uh, definitely largely disappointing. Uh, some of these teams are not going to waste much time on because Houston, I think they are what they are. They're you know they have actually been looked a little bit better than people expect, but they're still going to be a team that's drafted probably in the top 10, 12 in the draft. Atlanta, same thing. Washington, uh, I think they've been a little bit disappointing, but Ryan Fitzpatrick being out hasn't helped them very much. And uh, Taylor Heineke, I know he's actually sort of pretty good, but uh, we'll see where we're at with Washington. But some of these other teams, Coach, I do think have a chance to rally, but I want to talk about the Steelers specifically because anybody that's been a Steelers fan for a long time, they have to be rolling over just so frustrated with what they've been watching because I never in my life thought I would see a Steelers team that's throwing the ball almost 60 times, running the ball. I mean, Najee Harris yesterday, they, they ran the ball 15 times and they threw the ball 58 times. Najee Harris had 14 carries for 40 yards, including a 20-yard run. So that means he's getting one yard per carry the rest of the way. But then the first-round draft pick out of Alabama, one of the best power backs in the draft, is catching 14 passes. Roethlisberger, all he can do now is get the ball and throw it. He has no ability to let a play develop or anything. And Pittsburgh falls to 1-2 and two with a not-good 24-10 loss. Credit to the Bengals. They're 2-1. and one. They have good wins over the Vikings and the Steelers. But... Pittsburgh, a far cry from what most people uh, think of when they think of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I'm mildly surprised. I don't think they're quite as good as they have been. That's first. Sure. Second, don't count out Big Ben. He's been in these situations many, many times over the course of his career and ended up coming out of it. By the way, it just popped in my mind. I used to love and go kick the bleep out of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, In you Pittsburgh did. with that song, Oh Mama, <laughs> you know, right as a critical mile. used to love that. Hey, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia is a pretty good one. Pretty Great good rivalry. Place to play. And, and Baltimore, Baltimore, of course. And huge Baltimore rivalry. in the division. Yeah. Uh, but I would not count Pittsburgh out quite yet. It's such a long season. They have been. They tend to bounce back. They're very proud men. Good coaching staff. Yeah, they're very proud in Pittsburgh. Don't count Pittsburgh out, although it doesn't look good. Well, kind of like Green Bay after week one. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with us here on Nuanas now. Coach, we buried the lead. I can't believe we took us this long to get this far. This is the most ridiculous kick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Justin Tucker lines up from the 50 to win the game, and he hits it. I- I'd never seen anything like it. And took fully bail out Baltimore and Detroit, too, because they had looked terrible until the end of the game. And-, and Tucker steps up and sets the all-time NFL record at the horn. Unreal. As you know, I was with the great Justin Tucker. Oh, yeah. For many years. Best kicker maybe ever. I mean, Who's made more clutch kicks than that guy? He's the most accurate kicker statistically. I think he has three of the five longest kicks, and two of those five came at the buzzer. I mean, it's hard to even dispute. 66-yarder. Now, it was in a dome. I've seen him do that. And you notice, I believe even the announcer mentioned it, he took a little crow hop. He did. Yes, that's how he practices those extra long kicks. And I was thinking, well, this might come out a little low. And all those things that go into a a 60-some-odd-yard field goal. But I've seen him do it in practice. It did not surprise me. The thing that surprised me was Detroit's defense on 4th and 19 right before that. Right. Are you kidding me? 
they're playing man to man, some form of man. Right. They put no heat on Lamar. None. Lamar pounding the ball back and then home into man to man coverage, and the receiver dropped him because he had time to do it. Play zone, all 22 eyes inside on Lamar. And on the receivers, keep it, and then drive the football. That surprised me, that defensive move that Detroit made to allow the 66-yard record. That's that, that that Nobody has come close to that now. No, it's going to be unbelievable, especially for in a game-winning fashion as well. And well, the bounce. And the Cover. bounce. Up and down. Unbelievable. That's something that can really spark plug you, too, because Baltimore has had a crazy beginning of the season. A close loss on Monday Night Football in Vegas. A unbelievable win uh, over the Kansas City Chiefs. That field goal misses. It could alter the whole arc of your season, but it goes through. Huge kick by Justin Tucker. Coach, one last thing for you. Tonight's game, Philadelphia versus Dallas in Jerry World. Your thoughts on this one? Love playing at the Big D. I mean, how how insane is that same? I've only ever been there just to walk around, not to be at a game. I mean, it's 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 incredible, right? Oh, it is. I mean, there's a huge screen up top, and you you got to kind of bend your neck way up there to see it. So you're you're better off looking at the other boards. But but anyways, one of my favorite wins was on Christmas Day in Dallas for the division, and Donovan had uh, McNabb had been hurt, and Garcia kind of led us. Uh, to into the playoffs and we beat Dallas in the Big D on Christmas and Garcia ran to the camera and said Merry Christmas Philadelphia and they loved it I will tell you this I am rooting hard for Philadelphia Jalen Hurts and I as you know are pretty close many of the players uh, I, I have coached uh, uh, through the years that are on the Philadelphia squad. I think Dallas is just a little bit better on offense than the Eagles are currently. I think the defenses are comparable. Special teams will come into play. I think Dallas has just a little too much offense for Philadelphia tonight, but it should be a heck of a game, and I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts hard tonight. There it is. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Mortingweg, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, former Grizz quarterback, and now a great friend and contributing member of this show. Coach, a pleasure as always, man. Thanks for swinging by. Go Grizz. Get you all prepped up for the rest of the week, including all the interviews we got scheduled for this Grizz showdown at Eastern Washington on Saturday. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.